0: Uh, Welcome to Isotope, a podcast where people from different educational backgrounds talk about how they built a successful career in SaaS. Over the past few weeks, we've been talking to product managers about their journey into product management and their advice for young and aspiring product managers. In this episode, we are going to talk to Naveen Kumar and Naveen recently became a product manager at Freshworks. Similar to our other guests, Naveen started his career at a different role and later ventured into product management. Before joining Freshworks, Naveen worked as a digital marketing specialist at an ad agency. Uh, He joined Freshworks as a marketing operations specialist and recently became a product manager. He also writes amazing articles about SaaS and customer experience. One of his articles on how SaaS can learn from the gaming industry got published on Hacker Noon and went viral. Naveen is a really great person to talk to and I'm really excited about this conversation. Hey Naveen, welcome to Isotope.
1: Hey KP, thanks for the brief introduction as well. For all the 3 million listeners who are listening to Isotope, <laughs> I am <laughs> <laughs> KP, we are going to hit there soon, so let's keep it. <laughs> I am yeah. Naveen product manager at FreshWorks, and as KP mentioned, I recently moved into product management. I am having a time of my life. So earlier in Freshworks, I was taking care of the marketing automation for three years. Before it, I used to work, work at a marketing agency, as KP mentioned. And I'm known for speaking my heart's out. It usually lands me in a lot of trouble. And hopefully, we don't make this podcast a controversial it can be. It can be controversial, I mean, to <laughs> okay. some extent, to okay. some extent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you're willing to risk it, I will take it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll edit it out. <laughs> okay, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be allowed to spare. <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, that's a tough question. Let's see. Let's see about that. If okay. we, if we, if it comes as part of the speech, then it's fine. I guess. Okay.
1: I think all I the listeners are eighteen plus for our podcast, right? So <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so. I think parental guidance can be removed over there. <laughs> okay, KP. Let's get this started. <laughs> and I mean, I see you did engineering
0: and you started your career as a digital marketer. And you later moved into product management. So tell us about your journey from a digital marketer to a product manager.
1: Sure, Kepi. So uh, after doing engineering for four years, one thing I realized is engineering removed the fun out of my life. So the next thing which I looked after engineering was to move into an agency to to work with creative people. So my internships, which I did during the final year of my engineering, helped me crack this job at a digital agency in Chennai. And this agency was majorly focused on design-based, like it it was fully design-inspired work over there. So I was, I started as a strategist, like junior strategist over there. And I had a really great manager called Meshak Thomas. So he helped me with understanding of what digital, like digital assets for a brand mean, like everything is digital today. And, and that's what I learned over there. And I picked up design skills from that as well. So which eventually led me to crack a job in Freshworks so I spent around like a year and a half in my agency and when I was looking for a job, so Fresh Oaks was the company which was Fresh Test back then, it was very interesting. And, and when you look at how Girish talks in his videos, right, anybody in Chennai who has an inspiration of working in a great startup would definitely move into Fresh Test. But unfortunately, back then, my resumes weren't getting shortlisted in Freshdesk. So what I did was, I, I learned two things. So as I told, one is strategy and one is design. So I made a pitch for Freshdesk on their marketing strategy. And I and I designed it really well. Uh, took a printout, couriered it to G, And three months later, I joined Freshworks. Again, by the time oh. I joined, like it was renamed to Freshworks and I and I started in the corporate marketing team and took care of marketing operations and eventually landed in the product management role right now, KP, That's about it.
0: Great. Great, Naveen. So I, I just have one question here. Uh, how mm-hmm. does your previous experience help mm-hmm. your career uh, in SaaS? For example, uh, like wh- what are the learnings that you bring from uh, your ad agency experience to your career in SaaS?
1: Okay. To be honestly, I don't think uh, the experience is radically related here, KP. So, how it started is I picked up things I liked, as I said. So, I, I just went with the flow. So, I like design was something which was inspiring for me. So, it's not like I sit down and design, but I spent a lot of time with designers understanding how UX is built. And I'm used to, like, strategy was my day, uh, day job. So I was strategizing uh, ads for brands. So that, that's how uh, I, I started and it and helped me move, right? So once I moved into FreshDust, so the brand role was kind of different for me. And that was this opening in marketing operations. When I went into marketing operations, that's when I started using one of the marketing automation tools, which which Freshworks was using. And I really got a hang of it. And then I started eventually leading the entire marketing operations in Freshworks for uh, like during 2018 for like for the major brand, for our major product, which is Desk and Service. And then like, because I was good at this product, when, when Freshworks decided to build its own marketing automation suit, I helped the product team with with helping out, like helping them prioritize features, which would help a mm-hmm. customer and that, that led to building a good relationship with the product team back then. And then they rolled out an offer saying, hey, there is a job which you might like. And when I read the job profile, uh, like it was really interesting for me. And it was something like connecting the dots, right? So whatever I yeah. the skills I acquired over a period of time helped me out to crack the, the PM interview and landing the job. You moved
0: into the role of a product manager within the same company. Hmm. So tell us something about the interview process. I mean, how does a product manager interview look like?
1: Okay. So when we move internally, the, uh, let's say the interview process is going to be a little different, right? Because I am not uh, a product manager before and my interview is going to be to test me how my problem solving skills are and then how I could uh, like strategically approach it The major skill of a product manager is to is to ask a lot of questions when when given something so let's say when someone comes and has uh, like tells you that hey this is a feature the customer is asking for or this is a feature i think you should build and, and let's say it can come from the top management it can come from people who are working in customer support it can come from anyone right but the major question how we should start is first is by asking question like identifying why this happened and then seeing the market size the like many people get lost in building feature for one company or like few few use cases right so that's something which should be majorly avoided in product management theory. and mm-hmm. if if that's very if, if you are if we are very strong at it that helps us crack the interview
0: were you given like any tasks to do uh, in your interview or is it just uh, you know questions that are targeted to know your thought process around uh, building features or building product experiences. So okay. how does it, uh, how is it, uh, you know, uh, structured? Uh, what is the format of such interviews? Okay. I'm, I'm I'm just asking because to get a hang of uh, how a product manager interview looks like when somebody is moving internally. I'm not sure, I'm, I know that this is not going to be the same for all companies, but... <clears throat> Just uh, to get a very generic structure of how uh, your interview process was, mm-hmm. you
1: know. Okay, okay, cool. So w- when I was interviewed, right, okay, I was obviously interviewed by senior product manager and staff product managers. So I think they they, they split the task which they gave me. So one task which they gave me was about, uh, like, I can pick any tool, uh, like, any product which is out in the market, and they asked me how would I have, would, uh, would I build it differently or... What, what would be the feature that I think the app should build next? So that was one question which was thrown at me. And the other question was uh, with our Freshworks CRM. So Freshworks CRM was the product which I was moving into. And in Freshworks CRM, uh, there was a function of sales enablement coming in like as a feature. So that was very specific to the product. So it went hand in hand. So they, they see how you will approach uh, a use case for a, a B2C or a B2B product, which I like. And then they also have an interview to test how, how's my understanding of internal products for the team, which I'm going to go and build. So like those two are the questions which are thrown with me, more like tasks. As a product manager,
0: what are all things you will do when you when you are about to work on a feature or when, when something comes to you, like there are three features that comes to you, right? How mm-hmm. do you prioritize a feature uh, and know that that's something that you'll have to work on first. So, what, what do you have sort of a checklist that uh, you will uh, match it against the list of features and choose one or how do you prioritize?
1: Okay, so it's usually aligning with the, with the whole uh, company's vision. So, that's how it starts. So, we, when, when we build a product, right? So, because at the scale which Freshworks is today, we know, we have, like, as you said, we have a, a 35 or a 40 uh, list of features which we want to build. But the priority mm-hmm. majorly happens on the vision of the company. So we, as a company in Freshworks, now we are focusing on Freshworks CRM. Now we want to build an ai based CRM system, like an ai powered system where, where our Freddy comes into play and and, and and gives us insights to the customer, making their jobs easy. So that's how our features are, are placed today. Uh, today, at KP, like I can't give the feature a roadmap, but this is how it, it, like it's done. Like it's, it's basically the company's vision and the features which have to go to uh, go out so that it helps company reach that vision. So it's not an okay. individual PM's goal to go and say and prioritize feature. Again, obviously, if there are few features which the customers has been asking for a long time, that obviously goes into the picture. But it's it's more of aligning with the with the goal of the company.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I asked this question because a lot of the times uh, product managers are excited about the, about a feature uh, just because it's, it's cool or it's, uh, it's wrapped around uh, a latest technology or, you know, there are, there are a lot of such factors, right? So this is the mm. trend that we should catch up on and things like that. So uh, sometimes <laughs> like, it yeah, it's yeah. like
1: stories on LinkedIn. then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> so, so there are there are certain instances that we've seen, right? We've seen mm. uh, stories uh, on Instagram, then we've saw it on uh, Twitter as fleets, then we saw it on LinkedIn. Uh, mm. Then we are also seeing it on Cred. Uh, I mean, it's 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 everywhere, right? So there, okay. if there is a trend, sometimes a product manager is really excited about uh, working on that trend or bringing that trend to the product. Uh, mm. So. So that is one of the reason I asked the question. So if, if there is such an instance, uh, would it be mandatory for you to uh, make sure that it ties with the company's vision or uh, you will just keep that aside and just move on with, uh, move on with building that feature just, just because you can get some traction in the market or get more eyes uh, towards your product? Okay. so what's your what what are your thoughts on i that?
1: think if uh, like this is a tricky question to ask but let me uh, try giving a, <laughs> a, a much simpler answer to it so when we are small and when we are looking to catch uh ice right at that point i think we can risk it because we got we got nothing to lose and we don't have a, a, have a road map in place so at that point like we can we can risk it when there's something which is trending and. And you want to go out of your product roadmap to build it, but if we have a steady state and we have a vision and the the thing uh, which we are trying to build, is not groundbreaking. It's not like we are the only ones who are going to have or or if it's not going to throw out of business, it's better to stay away. K. P. That would be my call
0: and uh, when when talking about building features navin I, mean, I i have another question uh, mm-hmm. about trade offs right when you are building a feature you will you will uh, uh, come up with a solution that's that's really amazing and that would blow the minds of customers but right. uh, when you when you brainstorm it with it with the development team or the product team you will come mm-hmm. to know you can execute only 50 or 60% of what you have envisioned, right, right. so uh, where where or how do you make the trade off Uh, and uh, uh, you know that eventually uh, losing this uh, losing one functionality or losing the other functionality might have an impact on the customer experience or the product experience Mm -hmm. so so how do you handle trade-offs when you're building a feature
1: okay it's a really nice question kp trade-off is something which i'm getting a hang off and i have been talking to a lot of senior product managers in the company to understand how to actually make a good trade-off right so while making trade-offs, there is one trick which we do. So wherever there is assumption which is made on our end, like where we are not sure, where we assume that customer might like this or customer would want it that way, that's when a product manager could go and do a trade-off. But there are instances where you you for sure know this is, not, this is what customer doesn't want or this is not going to end up. It can, it can be a design element like uh, w- which can go out of picture or it can be copy which doesn't help and and, and can be uh, a, a developer would have a very different idea to solve it right so but when you're when you're very sure about things when you have things to back up when you have uh, uh, like an existing uh, market player who's doing it right and you're trying to build it for the first time i would say stick to the books and get it done when there is an assumption like, let's say, even when, uh, when, when you, you can do a trade-off, it's, it's okay when you can discuss certain things, when it's not going to make your customer churn or when it's not going to make your customer angry mm-hmm. and you're not sure about it, at that place, we can definitely make trade-off because we ourselves aren't very sure of that. Uh, uh, the, the feature, like the outcome of the feature, which I mean. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Fantastic answer, Naveen. Uh, Naveen, as a product manager, what does your day look like?
1: I have a lot of meetings <laughs> which mostly aren't productive. <laughs> this is, is is this a controversial part? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Jokes aside, but yeah, we tend to have a lot of meetings because the product manager's job is also collaboration, right? So once we are done with the documentation, once the design gets it rolling, so it's at at points like we have to take care that things are moving uh, which with each team and things don't get stuck and when people have doubts it has to be cleared immediately and there could be major feedbacks again uh, like w- when we build a feature we can uh, build it for 50 to 60% uh, of what the final outcome is going to be the other 50% is going to come from uh, the designers and all the feedback like that's when the, all the grooming sessions happen so so we have to be really open for these meetings and where we will be shown a bigger picture as well because engineering would, would would have like excellent solution to approach and design would would take an inspiration and completely uh, like revamp the old design which would make the uh, the feature look entirely good so to have open meetings is something which happens on a day to day basis nice nice uh,
0: you said something about grooming now so Correct. What, what is grooming and, and, and where does it come in, in the process of building a feature?
1: Okay, so grooming comes after the documentation is done and the first set of mocks has been prepared from the design team. So grooming basically is uh, also after the engineering team is briefed. So these three things happen and after like, the engineers know what they are trying to build and uh, the designers know the initial set of designs, the mocks and the product manager. So we all sit together. We start breaking down the feature into user stories so user story is, is basically how a user would approach this feature and what would be the the visual part of the feature which will be solved what would be the back-end engineering effort in it and how it's going to be positioned to the users so when we start discussing this user story from during the grooming session we tend to see the whole picture of it before the feature is even built so that everyone is in the same picture. So in the grooming session, everyone comes in, throws in their ideas to the design team, throws in the engineering ideas because it, it, it not only has the engineers who are going to build it, it also has engineers from the entire squad who are going to help, help the, the the feature groom. So the, so like the, the feature really takes shape. It's not just the product matter who envisions everything, right? A, a single man can't solve for everything. It, it has to be a team effort where we take a unified decision, Again, disagree, but come out would be the right term here, but that's the best way to do it.
0: Yeah. So it's more like uh, people getting together, like in a sort of a brain brainstorming session and you collectively visualize how a feature is going to look like.
1: Exactly. Right? So, exactly. Okay. It's like taking feedback with pinch of a salt for everyone. Like everyone is going to come back, but it has to be taken on the right mindset and, and things would be going great from there.
0: I had a question in mind when I was talking to you before, then I lost track of the question and now I removed the question again. Mm-hmm. So I'll ban- I'm asking it now. Okay. So uh, what uh, <clears throat> what will you do when something goes wrong? So I don't know if you have experienced this because you're uh, very early into the role as a product manager, but yes. uh, what would you do uh, when something goes wrong? Uh, say for example, you've shipped something okay. uh, as in a, in a, in a beta Hmm. In a beta release and uh, you know the customers are not liking it or hmm. uh, you might have missed something so what is the strategy that you have when uh, something goes wrong with respect to product management
1: as you told i'm new to product management and i can't answer it from the product manager's view of making mistakes but making rookie mistakes in marketing operations was something which i have done and it's basically <laughs> because people don't take risk People uh, do play safe when they are playing with a the tool. They go by the rules and they don't risk with new features and stuff. But I was always against it. The point of paying so much money for a tool is that you use their pro feature or their advanced level of features and it's going to take some time to set up in the system. And when you set it for the first time and when you're getting the marketers used to this uh, communication method, there are going to be few itches which are going to come. And mostly I would be in the place of uh, where I'd be fa- facing the beat for when there is a, a problem which arises. But what my manager, Aravind Patiban, taught me was is not to be worried about all the small things. It's always about having the big picture and making sure uh, we are not doing the mistakes again, right? And after yeah. a point when making these automations, so that's how I became really good at making automations because I know the tool in and out and how the integrations are built in the tool in and out. So we, we made great progress in Freshworks by launching the first event-based uh, communication system where any uh, event or any use cases you make inside the product will, will decide uh, what's the next communication which is going to land to you. It can be chat, it can be your email. We had an old logic in place and that system was possible because I started making mistakes very early in my career and I perfected by the time I, I did something big for the company. And, and marketers, and let's say uh, a, a mistake which people do is like they never take risk. And they are always scared to do risk. Like people think for hours before uh, sending the send button on, on a marketing automation tool, right? Because they are communicating yeah. it to the customer. But I was never worried about hitting the send button. Because the, min- the minute I was done with setting up the automation, I knew I had set it up right. So there was never, never a, a, a double thought in my head. It, uh, if, if, if something happens I could pretty sure like point it and say it was the product mistake it couldn't have not been <laughs> happened on my end and that comes from taking risk and learning from that so if the, that would be the answer KP. I think I would try to make the same uh, approach here but again let's see how it goes in product management <laughs> <laughs> so so I've I've uh... I've i read
0: somewhere that when you're when you're not making any mistake in your role, then you're not learning anything new. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and uh, also with respect to product management, right? When I was talking to Sanjeev uh, mm-hmm. in our first episode, oh. he was telling he was telling us that you know you'll have to make small reversible decisions, right? Mm. Uh, small decisions or small blocks. Think in terms of small blocks so that you can whatever goes wrong or whatever thing goes wrong in a specific uh, area or in a specific block, you can mm. reverse that. Correct. And another thing that I really liked what Sanjeev said was uh, you should be open. Uh, you should be open when you are communicating your mistakes to the customers. And mm-hmm. uh, he said that when you do it properly, customers always understand because they know that no product is perfect, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody is uh, prone to do or uh, cause a mistake. So uh, the point of Sanjeev was whenever you make a mistake, you just communicate it openly to the customers, and they'll be kind enough to understand. So yeah, yeah. that's yeah. very, so that's that is, very... That is,
1: that's very true, yeah. KP. That's that's a very interesting. Like, even I, when I was listening to Sanjeev's podcast, that's something which I openly agreed to. Because when a customer loves, loves your product, they're going to give you a chance. Like, well, just because uh, a payment gateway fails once or just because uh, one of our favorite restaurants uh, messes up an order once, it's not like we are not going to go there again, right? It's the experience which we go for. It's the people over there. Uh, so, exactly. So the support we give to the customer, the kind of product we give, the kind of how we keep them valued, gonna give us opportunity to make mistakes, but it's just not uh, having the same mistakes repeated again or increasing the frequency. That's when the problem arises.
0: True, true. Like like any other relationship, uh, you know, <laughs> there is there is there is a similar relationship between a product and a customer. Right? You Correct. don't always get a second chance. Correct. So it's it's our job to not screw it up then.
1: <laughs> exactly
0: so uh, i mean what is the one thing that you absolutely enjoy being a product manager
1: hmm one thing i can't just say one thing but uh...
0: okay you can you can say more than one thing but oh. if you, if you were to prioritize you can use your product management prioritization skills here
1: okay to answer your question the one thing which i most like about product management okay <laughs> So, the time I go to sleep, right, I love to uh, sleep thinking of a problem which I have. I, again, it's the product manager's role to solve the problems, right? So, that's the best yeah. thing. I dream about the feature and it, and it happens so many times, KPM, not even. <laughs> I. Uh, people say it's wrong, but I absolutely love it because in your dreams, you c- kind of make all the kind of stupid shit like which you don't usually imagine right and Mm -hmm. it gives a very different perspective of the future and by the time i wake up oh i'm used to waking up pretty early so i wake up at 5 a.m or 5 30 a.m and i wake really happy knowing what the solution was i go i make first thing to write it down and by uh, for another two to three hours i just sit on it think about it further and by the start of the day at 8 30 9 the answer is there so that's something which, which which pumps me up so every day when i wake up i have something to do and i have a solution and sometimes we wouldn't get a solution as we planned for that time is is where we use the uh, the most important skill anyone can acquire which is patience so patience <laughs> is also something which, which which everyone has to learn
0: yeah Maybe if not today you'll you'll get that dream two days from today. Exactly.
1: So, okay. I think, <laughs> eventually. Uh...
0: If not Friday when <laughs> <laughs> you wake up on Sunday you'll have the solution. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Like people <laughs> uh, like don't have patience these days, right? Like everyone they want to book things immediately, they want answers right away, they can't even wait to get an answer uh, like like a day delayed. They want responses quick, they want their food to be delivered quick. So I think <laughs> the, the system has screwed it for a lot of people. Patience is the one yeah skill any human being can acquire. Okay, I'm not an expert at this even. I'm uh, like just uh, trying to get, uh, catch hold of it, but uh, I know that's that's something uh, which I want to develop over a period of time. Nice,
0: true true. true. Hmm. Okay, so so we've come to the last question uh, of this episode. Uh, oh, already. Like...
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. okay, nice in a good way that we have uh, that I didn't even. See. <laughs> the time we have spent on it but yeah absolutely love it. KP. yes shoot shoot it yeah
0: so what what would you tell someone who is looking to get into product management so how should they prepare themselves
1: okay the best way to do is to always do the job and get the job and okay it it made sense for me because i was working with the product team uh, for people who are not in close relations with the product team what you can do is always whenever you find something to be screwed up in a product, whenever you, you think the customers ask is valid, make a use case. So that's what a product manager does, right? So they see whether the feature has a market. They, and they then they think how this can be solved in the product. They do mocks. And then they write copies of the features. And they imagine how the feature would work and fit inside the product. Just imagine and write it down. and And by practice, what happens is you would have solved the problem for a lot of use cases when you're going to go into a product management uh, interview eventually, or when you are you have an opportunity to try for a product management role, this is wanna go. Uh, what's going to set you apart. A lot of time, people uh, are used to doing MBAs and directly joining into product management roles. Uh, like You can make a edge over that. Because someone is preparing for two years in MBA, what you can do is you can prepare on a day-to-day job. And you can crack it even without an MBA. Again, I'm not against MBA. I'm just saying that uh, how you can prepare yourself if you don't have an MBA.
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right, Navin, uh, thank you for patiently answering all the questions. Uh, I know I I've, I've I went off topic and asked you more questions around, you know, grooming <laughs> and, uh, you know, went in depth into the process of, you know, building a feature. So thank you for, you know, patiently answering all the questions. Uh, i hope you had fun i i I've, I've never spoken to a product manager who dreams uh, of a of product but <laughs> today i had the chance to talk to such product manager so it's 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 really good to see that you're doing this uh, so yeah dream dream wisely is what i would say
1: <laughs> thanks kp that's what even my therapist says so it's fine <laughs> i really enjoyed this session kp like, i had super fun <laughs> I think we should make more yeah. no controversial interviews going forward. I would love to join on another call with another topic sometime later.
0: Definitely, yeah. definitely. I- so, maybe maybe after you're, uh, you know, well-versed with product management, after you made some mistakes, uh, I, I hope you're not. But if you did, please hit me up so that we can set up a call. <laughs> and we can we can record on what not to do in product management that would be another interesting episode for our listeners yeah yeah
1: definitely like every man like again people are glorifying only the success they do in linkedin right no one talks about the mistakes or what they screwed up <laughs> but it's 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 really wrong man that setting a very wrong context for so many people that success is the only thing which is appreciated People to know people yeah. should know to appreciate failures because that's what's gonna help them learn. So we'll definitely do an episode on on failures which led to success. <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, looking forward. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, see you soon with another exciting episode of Isotope. Until then it's bye from KP and Naveen.
1: Okay. Bye everyone. For all the three million listeners. Love you. Bye bye. <laughs>